0: How's it going, everybody? Here to do my review for Mr. Harrigan's Phone. I just got done watching it. Spoilers, obviously, so if you haven't watched it, go on Netflix, check it out, and then come back here. Alright, so before I talk about the movie itself, I just want to say a few things up front. Uh, I am a huge Stephen King fan. Stephen King is fluctuates between my number one and number two favorite favorite author, I also love J.R.R. Tolkien. So between them two on any given day, which one is one and which one is two. I love Stephen King because he's such a varied storyteller. He does horror so well. He does thriller really well. He does drama incredibly. He's just such a fantastic storyteller. The reason why he's my personal favorite storyteller is he was the only author to ever with words on a page strike fear into my heart at middle school age. So I from them I've just always had this respect and love for his work. Um, so there's that. So this is based on a short story in one of his compilations that I haven't read he's got a bunch of those which I haven't read um so I didn't really know what to no I didn't really know what to think going into this because I, I don't know the source material um and let's all be honest with ourselves Stephen King based movies are typically hit or miss um There are a handful of them that are awesome. There are some that are pretty good. And then the rest of them are... uh, That was a miss. (laughs) That's the nice way to put it. That is a miss. Um, So... This is... I think, what? The fourth Netflix Stephen King movie, I would say. Because there's... 1922 was the first one that Netflix did. And then Gerald's Game. And then In the Tall Grass. And then now Mr. Harrigan's Phone. I don't think I'm forgetting any other Netflix one. But I can't remember. I think it's just four. And... 1922 was okay. It was a good story. Don't know that I'll revisit that one that much. But it's not because it's a bad movie. Just to me it's one of those movies. Once you you know it. Cool. I probably won't watch it unless I watch it with someone who hasn't seen it. Love Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game is incredible. Love In the Tall Grass. Now we have this one. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm sitting here and I still haven't figured out what my rating for this is. And I really don't know how to feel about it. So let me walk through my emotions with all of you. And and maybe some of you out there need this too. Maybe you're still trying to figure out how to feel about it as well. Um, so let's start here. This is the only place I know where to start. It 2017. Now, as I've said in some other Stephen King-related reviews that I've done. Um, It 2017 really was the resurgence of Stephen King movies being back into the fold, you know, in in a theatrical way. You know, we had Gerald's Game, we had 1922. I believe those movies were prior to 2017. But then we got It. And that movie was phenomenal, to say the least. I can't think of a single thing that I would change about that movie the kids were great all of the adult supporting cast was great obviously Bill Skarsgård was great the whole movie was just amazing and it's my favorite movie of all time After now after it's come out but I bring that up to talk about Jaden Martell because Jaden plays Bill in it and while I had seen Midnight Special and I loved him in that And I saw that movie that him and Melissa McCarthy in with Bill Murray. He was great in that and stuff. It was really where Jaden really got to show how great of a young actor he was. And I've been following his career pretty closely ever since. So I was really excited for this movie to come out Mr. Harrington's phone solely because of him. Because, you know, between him and it being another Stephen King property... I just got really, really excited for it. Um, the one thing that I will say as a positive for this movie is there wasn't one part of this movie where I was bored. I was so transfixed on what was happening and seeing how the story was being unfolded. Um, I thought Jaden was great. I thought Donald Sutherland was great. Um, again, the supporting cast was great. But the thing that I am left with is pretty much for the first, I'd say, the first third of the movie. I'm going to break this into thirds, you know, the beginning, the middle, and the end. The, the first third of the movie was getting to know um, Craig. And I thought the young actor who played it when he was younger was amazing. That kid did such a great job, too. Uh, he's definitely going to be another young actor that I'm going to be looking out for in future projects. Because he did a really, really great job. And I loved this, seeing him read all the different books to Mr. Harrington. And their relationship sort of being... Bond, and I love the way they showed that on screen. That was such an interesting way to show the passage of time and, and things like that, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it's clear at a certain point, um, just prior to when Mister. Mr. Harrington dies, that the ideology that Mr. Harrington has, that he's kind of trying to pass to Craig and equally what the movie is trying to say to the audience is how dangerous this new technology is and how dangerous having everything at our fingertips and for free basically and how what kind of mindset that kind of sets up and so as a viewer your brain goes to a certain place because for the story that's being told with everything we've seen up to that point in that first third of the movie it makes sense and it really doesn't take that much brain work to go, okay, yeah, that makes sense I I, I can see that then we get into this middle half, which is great, and we, we get to see some more of the thriller aspect of this the mystery, what's going on we get that first death you know and it kind of just builds up to there Until the end of the movie Here is my problem With this movie And why it's so difficult For me to know how to truly feel about it There is no Conclusion to this movie There is no Satisfying Ending To it um, And that is my biggest problem With this I wasn't, again, I wasn't bored with the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie. It was a really great movie experience as far as that goes, at least for me. But the thing that I'm struggling with is what is the point of this movie? Right? Um, The new Pet Cemetery remake was awful. It was terrible. I've heard the new Firestarter remake is also terrible. Dr. Sleep was amazing. I would argue Dr. Sleep, It Chapter 1, and It Chapter 2 are the gold standard of new Stephen King movies. And to a lesser degree, I I do like the lower-budget Stephen King stories that Netflix is doing. I do. I'm glad that they're willing to take his property and do stuff with them. And I know HBO is doing that a little bit too. Well, at least they were before Discovery took them over. So we'll have to see what happens, but I really liked the um, the one with Ben uh, Ben Mendelsohn, the the TV show, the limited series. That was a a great adaptation of that story. And I haven't read the book, but that show was thrilling. It kept me on the edge of my seat every single week. But let's call it spade a spade. In this day and age, for whatever reason, I don't see a whole lot of care being put into every Stephen King story that comes out as a a film um, right now. Really, that one story in HBO is the only time in recent years that I've seen something of his be done as a TV show. So I I don't want to speak to the TV shows just yet because I I want more of a sample size. But that was phenomenal. So if we get more Stephen King TV shows like that, I will be thrilled. Um, But I don't see a lot of care being put into the movies. And there's a part of me that wants to say that about this. Because I know Stephen King well enough. And I have to believe that when you read that book, it's very clear what his message of the story is. And what the point of the story is. And so, I'm curious why... I'm curious where the differences are between the film and the short story. That's what I'm trying to figure out in my head. And I might have to um try to find the book that this short story is in and read it just so I can kind of figure it out myself. Because again, there's just there's no ending to this, you know? What I thought from the trailers and what I thought as I was watching it was that there was gonna be some sort of spiritual thing. Because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, Mr. Harrington tells Craig to take care of his enemies With swiftly. To not let them get back at him. And what I thought was going to be the case is Mr. Harrington was hunting him, or haunting him, because he wasn't taking out anybody. He wasn't dealing with his enemies. And I thought the whole point of the movie was Craig was going to be Craig wrestling with himself on whether or not to take out that bully. And at the end of the movie, either he kills the bully and has to deal with that responsibility and he stops being haunted or he kills himself or something like that. You know, something in that vein. That's what I thought was going to happen. But by the end of the movie, the last thing we see is him talking to Mr. Mr. Hareton about at his grave you know after all this stuff has happened and he's like I think this is what it is I think you were warning me or I think this or I think that and then he throws his old phone away and that's the end of the movie and there is no resolution to okay well how what like were these people just dying randomly and maybe the phone was just bugging out? Or was there something more sinister going on? Was it both? Did someone... Maybe something else that I was considering is, you know, he stuck Mr. Harrington's phone back into, back into his jacket pocket before he walked away out of the funeral. And I was almost wondering if someone at the funeral maybe got the phone... And this person was like a pseudo serial killer or something, you know? Thought that might be an option too. So I don't really know how to feel about this movie, if I'm going to be really honest. This is another one of those cases, and this doesn't happen often for me. But this is another one of those cases where it's like, I don't know how to feel. Because again, as far as an experience, I really enjoyed watching this movie. I really enjoyed watching it. But I'm hesitant to say it's a good movie, though. I don't know. I don't know. I think I want to read the short story, and then I think I want to watch it again after reading the story and see how I feel. And I might do another review of this after I have some background knowledge and I've seen it again. Right now, I feel comfortable saying that this is a 7 out of 10. That's where I would put this. It's 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 a solid movie. It's not bad, but it could be better. And that's it, you know. 6 and 7 for me is that it's good. You know. <gasps> um 6 is more it does what it needs to do as a film. 7 is it does more than that. And that's kind of how I feel about it. It does more than what is just primarily needed for a basic good film. It actually is a really enjoyable experience. But it doesn't quite reach the level of the Carrie remake or um, either It movies or Doctor Sleep. And Yeah. I think 7 out of 10 is where I'm at on this. So... I would say... If you are a Stephen King fan... And you're curious about this movie... Watch it. I don't think you're going to feel... Disappointed... In watching it. Unless you just love the short story maybe. Which I have no... I have no basis for. Um, But as a... Putting the book aside... As a film experience, I think you will enjoy it if you're a Stephen King fan. Otherwise, though, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed the movie. I just am a bit perplexed as to what I'm supposed to feel is the takeaway from this experience. Um, so once I figure that out, I might come back and do another podcast. Thank you for listening. That is my review for Mr. Harrington's phone. It's on Netflix now. You can go watch it. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast.